This session will cover acute coronary syndromes. Acute coronary syndromes encompass ST segment elevation myocardial infarctions, non-ST segment elevation myocardial infarctions, and unstable angina. Etiologies include unstable plaques with non-occlusive thrombosis and thrombotic occlusion of an epicardial coronary artery. So our discussion here is going to be divided into six topics. We're going to talk about the symptoms, the patient exam, your differential diagnosis, your actual diagnosis, treatment, and then potential complications. So what are the symptoms of the various acute coronary syndromes? Well, ischemic chest pain is often described as dull or squeezing substernal or left-sided discomfort associated with dyspnea and diaphoresis can appear with radiation down the left arm or into the neck. Our patient exam is going to be consistent with that. Here we're going to be seeing acute ischemia associated, which may be associated with an S4. Ischemic systolic dysfunction can cause pulmonary edema in an S3. Elevation of jugular venous pulsation is uncommon in the absence of right ventricular involvement here. So what are the different diagnoses that you're going to want to distinguish away on the differential. Well, first, you're going to be looking at aortic dissection, second, pulmonary embolism, third, acute pericarditis, and finally, tension pneumothorax. The diagnosis, and once you get that out the way, your actual diagnosis is going to be premised on three things. First, you're going to have to recognize that the condition is based primarily on risk factors and initial ECG during chest pain. Second, in patients with chest pain, the initial goal is to rule out ST segment elevation myocardial infunction that requires immediate reperfusion therapy. And finally, in patients without ST segment elevation, cardiac enzymes will determine if patients have non-ST segment elevation, myocardial infunction, or unstable angina. So what does our treatment look like for acute coronary syndromes? Well, immediate perfusion is the goal for ST segment elevation, myocardial infunction. Primary PCI is generally preferred if available. Pharmacologic thrombolysis is also considered first-line therapy if administered within 12 hours of chest pain onset, especially at medical centers that do not have access to a 24-hour PCI. Medical therapy for non-ST uh, non segment elevated myocardial infunction and unstable angina is different. Here we're going to be looking at aspirin, beta blockers, ACEIs, and low molecular weight or unfractionated heparin. The Addition of clopidogrel and glycoprotein 2B3A inhibitors should be considered for high-risk patients. And finally, practitioners should note that there is increasing evidence to support an early aggressive strategy with cardiac catheterization within 48 hours for moderate to high-risk patients who present with acute coronary syndromes. Patients with recurrent angina, elevated cardiac biomarkers, or ST segment depression should be considered for early coronary angiography. In terms of complications, there are three things to look out for. First, and there could be delayed therapy, right? So ischemic erythemas, uh, the extension of infarction resulting in chronic heart failure can also be a result. Second, complications of thrombolysis and aggressive anticoagulation or antiplacement regimes can be, can occur. So here we're talking about hemorrhagic stroke, 
uh, GI bleeding and spontaneous retroperitoneal bleeding. And finally, there are hemodynamic complications of acute myocardial infarction that must be accounted for. And that concludes this short and sweet session on acute coronary syndromes.